experiences like us, traveling forward through time. The other one's going backwards. Can you tell which is which? How about now? Why does it feel so strange? You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Cue the Review. This week's episode is Tenet, of course. Brand new movie. Uh, you know, nice to finally have movies back in theaters. So uh, this one was really good. Uh, but before we get into the movie, got some movie news. Uh, DC announces the Static Shock movie is in development. No word on who uh, who will be cast in the main role of Static Shock, but definitely looking forward to that. Another black superhero. Fist up. Uh, also, uh, this is one I'm excited about. I liked the movies. Uh, Scream 5 is announced for 2022. Uh, so far, Jack Quaid, who is the son of Dennis Quaid, uh, he's on the show, uh, the Amazon Prime show, The Boys. He's uh, signed on for the movie. Courtney Cox has confirmed that she's going to be back on the movie, uh, in the movie. No word yet on Nev Campbell, you know, which she's obviously the star, so they've got to bring her back, or maybe they'll just change it all up. I don't know. But uh, yeah, let's dive into Tenet. That's it for the movie news. So, Tenet, directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, you know, Again, I don't think I need to introduce or or uh, tell you what movies he's done. You know, we just went over that last week when we did Inception. Uh, the movie stars John David Washington. Uh, if you didn't know, that is Denzel Washington's son. He's been in such things as Ballers, Kilted on that show on HBO. Uh, Black Klansman. Uh, but this is his first major role in a big budget movie. Like Black Klansman, of course, was his first like starring role in a in a big movie, but uh, the budget and just the size and scope of that movie it, it's not as big as as Tenet. It's like it, that was more of an indie film. Great movie, and he did phenomenal in it. But like I said, it's just it, this is a huge Hollywood blockbuster movie. So shout out to him, uh, you know, getting these type of roles and. You know, carrying on his father's legacy. Uh, you know, maybe one day we'll get to see them in a movie together before uh, Denzel's old and washed up. And uh, it also stars Robert Pattinson, aka Edward from Twilight, and Elizabeth Debicki. 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 Uh, she was in Widows. She was the. Uh, the Russian girl, like the prostitute. Yeah, Widows was a really good movie. Anyway, uh, Tenet dropped in 2020, of course. Uh, just dropped on Monday, August 31st. The movie was delayed three times due to COVID. Uh, it was originally scheduled to be released in May. I'm glad we finally got to see it. I liked it. The budget on the film uh, was $350 million. Uh, including the marketing fees. 
Uh, and it looks like they spent that much money on it. I mean, it's visually stunning. Like, as pretty much all Christopher Nolan movies are, like, even if you don't like them, you know, even if you don't like the story, you got to admit they look amazing. So, yeah. Uh, so the box office, the film brought in $53 million on opening day. Uh, not sure how much is brought in as of now. Uh, I won't know those uh, numbers until Monday, maybe Tuesday, because it's a holiday weekend, so they may wait to release them. Uh, you know, this is Sunday, uh, whatever date this is, before Labor Day. So, yeah, so we'll have those numbers uh, later on. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics... Uh, they gave it a 78% score. Audience gave it a 92%. I definitely side closer to the audience. I mean, uh, critics, they, uh, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Is critics be too critical about shit. You know, was the movie good? Like, no one cares about the fucking cinematography and all that. Anyway, uh, my score, I gave it five out of five. I really have zero complaints about the movie. It looked good. The action was great. The acting was great. Uh, Tiny Denzel isn't on his father's level yet, but he's definitely on his way. Um, he, <laughs> as my wife said, she said he doesn't have the big dick energy yet. Um, you know, whatever that means. But yeah, he basically, he doesn't command a presence yet. Like he, he kind of seems like he's a little timid, you know, you know, he doesn't have that, I'm the leading man, I'm the star of this movie yet. But I feel like he'll get there. You know, This is his first major role, so his, his dad probably didn't have it in his either. Uh, the movie was confusing as fuck, just like Inception and uh, Interstellar and Memento. And that's just Nolan's theme. Uh, somebody wrote... Um, <laughs> I was reading the YouTube comments of the trailers when the, when the trailer first dropped and they were like, awesome. Trailer looks amazing. Uh, Nolan could have, you know, put the whole movie in the fucking trailer and you still wouldn't know what the fuck it was about. And I 100% agree. So, but you know, you, you got to watch it a few times. Each time you watch a Christopher Nolan movie, you figure out a little more, a little more. And then, you know, Eventually, you, you kind of understand it as much as possible. You know, I don't even think the actors in the movies 100% understand it. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's expected of almost any Christopher Nolan movie. So, uh, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not really going to pretend like I fully understand the movie. Was, you know, like I said, it was confusing. But uh, basically, it's about an unnamed CIA operative. Uh, he goes by the protagonist that's played by John David Washington. Uh, he's recruited by a mysterious organization called Tenet uh, to partic uh, participate in a global assignment that unfolds beyond real time. So the mission is to present Andrei Sador, who's a Russian arms dealer uh, who's communicating with the future somehow from starting World War Three. Uh, the protagonist will soon you know, he, he learns the art of time inversion as a way of countering the threat, uh, you know, that Sador is, is bringing. You know, time inversion, it was, 
I'm not even going to attempt to under, to to um try and make y'all understand what it is. Go watch the movie and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh but you know, like I said, dope movie. Favorite scene in the movie for me was the final battle scene. So uh, they attempt to pull off what they call a temporal pincer movement. I have no idea if that's a real thing or not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as you may know, if you've seen the film or looked into what it's about, it has to do with time travel. Uh, basically, they set up two teams uh, for this siege to try to recover the artifacts that they're looking for in this scene. Uh, the teams are not allowed to see each other beforehand. Uh, and during the mission. So they were during the mission, they're wearing like masks, uh, like gas. Well, yeah, they're wearing part. Some of them are wearing gas masks. Now that I think about it, some of them are not. And the ones that are going backwards through time, so I think are wearing gas masks. Um, but yeah, they're not allowed to see each other uh, beforehand. And then during the mission, they're on like separate parts of the battlefield. So, uh, so uh, I get the feeling that it was two teams of the same people. One moving forward through time and one inverted moving backwards, uh, which you see happen a few times in the movie with, uh, you know, John David Washington's character. I'm not going to call him John David Washington. That's too long. Uh, John, he, he can't go by just one name. He ain't his daddy yet. So we'll just call him Washington. John Washington. Yeah. So, yeah, you see it happen a few times with John Washington's character. Um and then actually, in fact, like just before they ship off for this final like battle, uh, one of the soldiers kind of asked, he's like, I wonder why they won't let us see the other team. So during the scene, you're seeing the battle from the perspective of uh, both teams with one starting at the end of the battle, moving backwards to the beginning and one moving forward, moving to the end. That's how they got the intel, like from the other team that had already done it. So that's why they knew, you know, the team that was moving forward knew exactly what they needed to do during the battle. Uh, so at one point during the battle, the two teams reached the same point in the timeline, uh, which actually makes for a really cool scene where you see an exploded building, like it's just the rubble of the building. And it kind of like, you know, builds itself back together. And then it explodes again. So it's really dope uh, how they did that. Not, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into much more depth of the movie, depth of the movie because, you know, I don't know if, in, if everyone has saw it yet, seeing as though it just came out uh, Monday. Um, you know, most people had to work during the week, so they probably didn't get to see it until the weekend. And some people just still haven't, you know, they're iffy on going to the movies. I went to the drive-in to see it because I'm not trying to sit in the movie theater. So that is an option for y'all. Check it out. But uh, a little trivia for this movie. Nolan took more than five years to write the screenplay uh, after deliberating about Tenet's central ideas for over a decade. So this man had this movie in his head for over 10 years and took over five years to write it. That's dedication, okay? You know, like Nipsey says. Uh, what else? we got here for you. Uh, there was so much secrecy surrounding the project before its release. Uh, Robert Pattinson told USA Today that he was only allowed to read the script in a locked room at Warner Brothers. Uh, his co-star Michael Caine 
uh, who was Alfred in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, if you don't know. Uh, but he wasn't even allowed to read the entire screenplay. He was only given his scenes to read before shooting. Uh, prior to the film's release, Kane told the press that he had no idea what the movie was about, despite being a close friend and frequent, uh, frequent collaborator of director Nolan. So that's some heavy shit. He's going to let no secrets get out. Uh, the movie contains no green screens. Just practical effects. Uh, this even includes the inversion sequences. So the inversion sequences, uh, for those of you who've watched the movies, uh, well, for those of you who have not watched the movies, that's where they're moving backwards in time. So when they're doing that, they're literally actually moving backwards. So instead of shooting the, uh, the scene with like green screen, green screens and CGI and stuff like that, uh, Nolan chose instead to shoot each scene twice, one time with uh, all the actors moving forward and once with the actors doing everything backwards. Right. So in addition to per uh, performing stunts backwards, the main cast actually had to learn how to speak uh, backwards for the movie. And the uh, the main. Well. I can't call him the protagonist because that is the name of the character John Washington plays. But the main villain in the movie, uh, his name is Kenneth Bragna. He plays uh, Andre Sador. But uh, he not only had to learn to speak backwards, but also had to do it with a Russian accent, which he says was pretty hard to do because he's actually Irish in real life. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, so... I'm going to move on to our top five for uh, this movie. Now, this one's going to be a little different this week since the main actors don't really have enough credits to do a top five. Uh, like I said, John Washington, he hasn't really been in a lot of movies, so he's not in there. Uh, Robert Pattinson, honestly, uh, I, he doesn't have a lot of movies that I have watched or even, to be honest, would be care to watch. Uh, I mean, it would mostly be like a top five of Twilight for him. So, uh, and I already did a top five for Christopher Nolan. So for this week, we're going to do a top five films for the genre, uh, which is sci-fi. So number one for me is The Matrix. And I'm definitely looking forward to The Matrix 4, which uh, it got pushed back. It was supposed to drop next year on the exact same day as the new John Wick movie. So he's going to have uh, two movies drop on the same day. It's crazy. Uh, number two, Inception. Christopher Nolan movie. Really love that movie, if you guys can't tell. Uh, number three is Terminator 2. A rare, that's a rare case where the sequel is better than the original. Uh, number four is Aliens, which is the sequel to Alien. Uh, and then number five, The Empire Strikes Back. And I know y'all are probably sitting there thinking like, uh, he just said it's rare when a sequel is better than the original. And then I proceed to list off two more sequels <laughs> where, uh, that are better than the original. But I mean, it is rare when you think about just how many movies and sequels there are. I mean, shit, there's like nine Sharknados for Christ's sake, so... Yeah, it's still rare, even though 
you know, some of those are better than the original. But yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, you're going to get a bonus episode, actually. So uh, this one will drop uh, today, Sunday, literally right after I'm finished recording. And then I've got a uh, another episode that's going to drop probably Tuesday or Wednesday with a special guest. Um, you know, she's uh, my most special friend. She's my only friend. So, you know, a little hint of what that episode is going to be about. But, uh, yeah, share this uh, with your friends. Like, listen, tell a friend to tell a friend. Give me a five-star review on uh, wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You know, help a brother out. But uh, y'all be easy out there, and I'll catch y'all next week.